Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Caramed and Proven Investments Limited. Welcome to this episode of Impacting Jamaica podcast. And today we're speaking with Mrs. Christine Gore, she's a director and founder of the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation. She's also an attorney at law who gave up her practice to focus primarily on philanthropy. And Mrs. Gore and her foundation has been doing tremendous work among the early childhood sector as well as unattached youth. Thank you for joining me on the podcast, Mrs. Gore. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. And let me start. We're going to talk a little bit about what you've been doing with the unattached youth. Why is it that you you gave up your lucrative law practice to go into philanthropy full-time? My husband and I are passionate about Jamaica and its development and the well-being of its people. And uh, in the course of us building um, his business and my practice, um, at some point we realized that Jamaica was not progressing at the same rate. And so we made that conscious decision that you know, one of us would um, would would focus on philanthropy and and try to bring to work in in charities the same principles that we applied to our work in business. You know, the same disciplines and accountability and rewards for performance. And so I I I didn't look back. I have no regrets about doing it. It's been very, very challenging working in, in this in this sector. Very, very challenging, and uh, and both of us thrive on challenge. Luckily, right. What what year did this happen um, when you made this change? Uh, we made the change. I think in uh, two thousand and four. Yeah, we made the change in two thousand and four, and I went into tennis Jamaica full time. Uh, that's where we started in sports. Right. You know, because we're both. Sports addicts. Yeah. So we, um, yeah. So we, uh, we started in sports. So we saw, we thought that the, uh, the sports could have, um, and and it can help with giving the young people a fighting chance. And so that's where I started uh, my focus. And then we realized that it needed a wider um, application, and and we realized that early childhood education was a better investment. So. Yeah. Um, we could we could make a more um, more important uh, effect on on the on the outcomes by investing in early childhood education, all the resources and the time and energy, and so that's where we we went to. That's where we uh, we went to, and we, we, uh, my husband formed this Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation. Right. And we partnered with the early childhood education. They assigned. Uh, 12 basic schools to us, two in Montego Bay mm-hmm. and 10 in Kingston. Yep. And um, and we worked in them full time. And that's how we started. 
Right, and um, that work is all about getting the children at the basic school level ready for grade one because you you found that uh, so many of them were not ready to take on the primary schools at the, at their level. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. That's where the, that's where the system breaks down right. at the very beginning, you know. Yeah. Um, and but what happens is that. Although everybody knows that they get to grade one and they're not ready for grade one, they, they just process them through to grade two, then grade three, and then they end up at, as at-risk youth on the, on the street. You with me? Because they, they come out of school and they can't read or write. So, so we decided that we would focus on like the foundation then, yeah? Yes. The foundation, look, that's what we would do, the foundation. You know, just like a house, if you do it right, then they can't rock them, you know. They, it can't. It can't. The, the building cannot fall. Interesting analogy there, because your family, the Gore family, is well known for its um, impact on in the construction sector, right? Yes. <laughs> so yes. tell a little bit about the um, the un, unattached youth. Um, right. So once you're once you're dealing with with this issue of of um, education, it is hard for you to um, to ignore the children who have suffered from this deficiency. Yeah. You understand? And the the, the unattached youth are those children. Mm -hmm. So uh, the first program we did was uh, with um, a partnership with Heart. NTA and it was a part of the HOPE program. Could be 2019. We did 50, which I think was too much. 50 children, 25 in Kingston, 25 in Montego Bay. Right. We were very disappointed with the level of uh, the level of performance that we um, we had from HOPE because they were supposed to just be the, they were supposed to be the training people. Right. Training partners, right? Mm -hmm. So we uh, we realized that the level of training we were getting was not sufficient, and so we, we ended up doing it ourselves. Yeah, that and that's how we we found the open online courses that we use now. So so these are resources, open educational resources that are available online, free, gratis, and for nothing. Yeah. And we use those uh, to train our students, and then they were put on, on onto the site to work with our subcontractors, and then graduated from our program. And although we had no um, no prior training in this, and it was we weren't uh, we weren't prepared at all for it, we ended up with 60% of those uh, students that we worked with. In, just in Dundee Holden, just in St. Catherine, because we had St. Catherine and St. James, 25 in St. Catherine, 25 yeah. in St. James. Of the 25 in St. Catherine, 60% of them were still employed or in educational institutions a year after. Okay. Right. So we had, so we felt, you know, that we had been successful in our work. Yes. Although we had no training in it, you know what I mean. Mm. So we were looking to repeat that that experience because there these children are on the street, and if we don't give them an alternative look, they have mm. no alternative but to join a gang. Indeed. 
these these are like school dropouts. What age were they when when you started? We took a group, sixteen to twenty-four. Mm-hmm. That's a group. Many of them had graduated from high school, you know. Let me say that that, mm-hmm. that Jamaica needs to understand that children graduate from high school. So they're what they call uh, failing high school. Some people call them failing high schools. Yes. Some people call them prison feeders because they're just, you know, the children are graduated and nobody's qualified to do anything. How, how did you select them? Uh, that hard selected them for us. Um, the okay. only, only criteria that we had was that they had to be close to one of our construction sites. So that's yes. why we ended up with children from Dundee Holden mm-hmm. and children in uh, Granville in Matiga Bay. Yes. But, but no, so, so we looked for another program. When we finished that program, we looked for another program because as responsible Jamaicans, we feel that we have to do something for these children. We had been doing a lot of work with Rosetown. Um, we did a pottery program with them. Yeah. And then we did a sheets program for KPH. And, and then we said to them, would you like to do an at-rescue program? They came to us to do um, a donation. I yes. said, we'd rather, we'd rather do a program with you rather than giving you a check. Mm-hmm. We really would rather to do a program. So with the KPH, what we did was um, we did a thing called Cover KPH with Care. I was horrified when I realized there weren't any sheets. Yes. So I would beg sheets from hotels and villas on the North Coast. Right. Um, take them into Rosetown to be modified for use at KPH. Oh, Right. So so then we got a, a um, Jamaica National very kindly sponsored the program where they would pay for the labor to modify the sheets. Yeah. You see? So we supported two charities. We supported Rosetown Foundation yeah. and we supported the K- Kingston Public Hospital. Okay. So it was a great program and I um uh, you know, it was I, I liked it a lot because it was like a double dip, you know? Yes. And uh, right. So then I got to know the people in Rotown Foundation and they got to know me. How has the response of the community been to your project? And also, how would you judge the support you've been getting from government agencies as well as other private sector persons? Um, we haven't uh, sought any support from the government um, in relation to our attitude program. And, and we haven't invited any other private sector organization to participate with us. It's just a partnership with us and Rosetown Foundation. We haven't invited anybody else into, the, into the, that relationship. Okay. Uh, we're, fine, we're fine dealing with it ourselves. I like being answerable just to my board, you know, and, and they understand me and I understand them. It's not a lot of people that can work with me, and I'm very demanding. And I'm a perfectionist, so uh, working with me is, is hard. I don't find that uh, many government agencies feel comfortable um, living up to that, you know? Oh, okay. Do, do you want um, any volunteers or persons to, who can... You know what I'd like, Luke? Yes. Um, I'd like people to, to look at what we're doing and to understand that they can do it you know that there's this thing do what you can in your place with what you have yeah so now all of us have had to go online even people who are not 
comfortable with it, all of us have had to go online. So go online to the Open Universities, Allison.com, Linda.com, Open University of the United Kingdom. Any guidance that is needed um, in relation to anything virtually, but attributes particularly, is there. Any skill you need, any soft skills, every, everything is there. Free gratis and for nothing. So anybody can set up a program like a, anybody can do it. And I encourage other people to do it because call it your crime plan then. <laughs> your yeah. investment in security, right? Yeah. Whatever you want to justify the effort, you can do it. We are doing what we are doing and we're good doing it. Yeah. And, um, and, and we hope that, you know, any information you want from us, we're happy to share. But, but Jamaica needs all of us to put our shoulder to the, to the wheel and, and make this happen. And, and we can't continue to rely on the government to do it because guess what? It's not happening. Okay. <laughs> so that's clear. So we need to do it. We, Jamaica, need to do it. And you don't need to say the private sector need to do it or whatever somebody else needs to do it. We, we, Jamaican people need to do this for ourselves. That's my message. And now, a word from our sponsors. We want to help you mark every milestone. Celebrate the joy of living. Cheers to the best in life. Drink and live responsibly. A message from Red Stripe, part of the Heineken Company. Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facilities maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom, cleaning and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. Welcome back to our podcast. So you have been at philanthropy since about 2004. So would you say you're making progress? Are you satisfied with the achievements so far? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I could never be. That's not, that's not in my nature. Every year, you know, I was raised by, by this old lady from Guy's Hill, and this is how she brought me up. Good, better, best. Never let it rest. Till your good the better and your better best. So yes. I'm never satisfied. So you have a lot more to do. Yes, yes. Work is burning in the field, as they say on Hope Road. Your husband is a JC man, right? Yeah, my husband is a JC old boy. My brother is a JC old boy. Grandnephew and great grandnephew are JC old boys. So I am an honorable JC old girl. Of course. <laughs> so, where, where, which school did you go to, Mrs. Gore? I went to a Roman Catholic, tiny Roman Catholic school that is, um, that, that is, doesn't exist anymore. It's since Peter and Paul High School. Oh. It's now a part of Campion. Camp Sorry? was a merger of two schools, right? Right, mm -hmm. exactly. So, I was a girls' school. When I went there, the boys were not allowed on my campus. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, they weren't allowed on my campus, and we. Um, but after I left, they merged it. Yeah, so I'm from a devoutly Roman Catholic family, and I remain a devout Roman Catholic, and um, so that was my school. You worship at um, Saint Peter and Paul. That's 
No, actually, I worship at St. Thomas Aquinas most of the time. I do go to Peter and Paul from time to time, but I worship at St. Thomas Aquinas up by um, the university. Right. Yes. So I know you and your husband are tennis buffs, um, sports, yes. but tennis in particular. Yes. Uh, what's happening with tennis since um, COVID-19? Because everything kind of closed down. So with us, our basic schools are opening back. Yes. And uh, and so we have a tennis program in our basic schools, you know. Right. We, we teach tennis to the children at St. Annie's and Chetola Park and Amy Bailey and Arnold Road. All our students learn to play tennis. Fantastic. And uh, and so we're starting that now again because the schools have opened back. Our schools have opened back. The primary and high schools have not opened back. And so it's hard to start back tennis now. It's hard to start anything now, you know? And this is so contrary to the, the guidance that is available from the international communities. You know, UNICEF says this is a crisis we have created with the closure of our schools. A crisis. And I see it in our basic schools. The lo- our five-year-olds are three-year-olds. The children who are five have the development of a three-year-old because they've been out of school for two years. Yeah. You see? So we're going to pay a heavy price for this. Heavy, heavy price. What, what's your next um, big project in terms of philanthropy? What, what comes next for you, Mrs. Well, we are doing a lost learning program in our basic schools. We have to address that now. And we are recruiting special education teachers to work in the um, nine basic schools that the Early Child Commission um, assigned to us many years ago. So that is my focus at the moment because these children have are in a deep, a dark place. The thousand eight to eight hundred to a thousand children, three to six years old that we have, are in a dark place, and I need to I need to dig them out. So that is my absolute focus at this time. All right. Anything else you'd like to tell the public about your work, Mrs. Gore, which um really affecting you know hundreds of children and young people throughout Jamaica? I think yes. I think I'd like them to. Uh, I'd like to encourage them to be informed about what's happening in their education system and understand that that deficiencies that exist in that system directly affect each and every one of us. And so I'd like to encourage them to pay attention and to ask questions of, you know, the people around them and don't don't leave it to somebody else. It's it's, it's not right. Don't leave it to somebody else. You, each of us can stand up and, and make a difference and ask a question and speak out, give our, our young people a fighting chance because they deserve it. That's right. Um, Christine Gore, it has been a pleasure talking with you. And I wish for you and the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation much success in the years ahead as you impact on our young people for a better uh, future for all of Jamaica. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Impact in Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Kyramed and Proven Investments Limited.
If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.